The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving free roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, North East England. This is episode five. We are going to preview all of the games for Wednesday. Uh, full slate of four games. We're going to have a look back over today's action. Firstly, introduce our co-host. The, amongst the winners today, Baz, you're dressed up either like a West Ham fan or you're off to an English Defence League rally. Um, which is it, Baz? You're in a good mood. I'm walking in an England wonderland. Football's coming home. Famous England victory today. So I'm sporting the colours. Yes. Delighted. Uh, joining us, because this is not a um, partisan show by any stretch, where you've reached out, arms across the sea, um, to our favourite MLB um, content creator and oft guest friend of the MLB Gombling podcast, but apparently he likes his football as well. Uh Confirmed lunatic, Mr. Johnny Junta. Johnny, what a pleasure. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I just hit a plus 400 live bet draw on the USA game, and then Gareth Bale scores the, the penalty kick. It's just the vibes are on an all-time high. I feel great. I might order a Gareth Bale jersey after that. I mean, not, I saw you tweet that one out, Johnny. I saw that literally a minute before that penalty yeah, was called. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I out. tweeted it. You, it like sometimes people get mad at me because I'll usually tweet that and then like a minute to like three minutes later it'll happen and I'll be like I had no time to put this bet in but I saw it and I was like USA hasn't had a shot on net since they scored their goal I was like why not like sprinkle Wales ended up winning me a pretty significant amount of money so um that was a crazy fit like that game was insane that was that wasn't that game was crazy yeah that was your stereotypical um game of two halves where um, we're going to come on to it in a little bit where we recap. But yeah, USA came out like they'd been shot out of a cannon. And then all of a sudden, it's half time. It completely flipped the script and um, Wales pushed second half. But you, you do get those kind of games with evenly matched teams. Um, before we get into today's action, uh, Johnny, what's your relationship with soccer, football? Hey, do you call it soccer first? I, I call it football. I feel I, 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 like part of me kind of like twitches when I hear soccer. It's yeah. just it's such a like a Western world type of th- way to call it. Doesn't I don't really like the way that I don't like the way that it sounds. Like I I call it football, then I call obviously American football football. I just call them both football. Because um, I feel like this is a this is a home game for me today. Normally you come on the MLB show and I'm a little bit outnumbered by you and Moonaf <laughs> and Dylan and Noah, and I feel like a little bit of a fish out of water. But I'm getting my own back tonight. This is you're on my territory tonight. Uh, yeah. You're on football territory. So what's your relationship with football? Who, who do you support? How do you got into it? Because I think you had a Juventus thing going on, didn't you? Yeah, no, I'm a Juventus fan. So because I, I am obviously, you know, I'm very, I'm Italian. Like my whole family's born in Italy. So I am Italian. Um, 
I just my every single weekend I go up to my grandfather's. There, there would just be football on. We would just be watching Juve, Palermo, uh, Inter, AC Milan. We would see Mourinho on the TV going being a fucking lunatic. We'd see. I mean, that shit. Not Mourinho. Sorry. That, that uh, what's it called? Conte. That's yeah. uh, how. Like that's just my childhood growing up. And I wasn't really that into it growing up, obviously, because baseball and hockey and football here are big. But the older I got, the more invested I got into it. And then I like. Three or four years ago, I got really invested into it, and uh, I've just been watching football. Like my Saturday mornings are just contained with football going into college football, and then my Sundays are football going into NFL. So it's the perfect mix, and it's all that I really watch. To be honest, is uh, football and then college football. I'm not really a big NFL guy. Uh, you've been winding me up because obviously Newcastle have been going along um, quite well recently. We've been trying not to mention Newcastle too much because we didn't want to make it. Um, <laughs> Too much of a local a local show, um, but they have been going along okay. And then every they get one nil up every weekend, and then you tweet, "Come on, Newcastle, what could go wrong?" And you try and fuck it up for them. And it really, I hate it. I hate it, Johnny. Right, well, listen, I'm going to give you a little background because obviously we've already established that I can't mush Newcastle. That's just not possible. It never happens. It never will happen. Um, the the gambling app that I use, when a team goes up by two goals, it's automatic. Yeah automatically a win it's early payout so when newcastle goes up to nothing that's already a winner in my mind so i'm fired up and i tweet about it i gotta step back sometimes now and just be like all right it's not an early payout for other people for me it is but it's not because that tottenham tottenham game i was like all right it's done newcastle was up to nothing i was like early payout i think they were like plus 280 or it was something crazy i don't remember what yeah they were. were a big price that day on uh, and uh i was like holy shit it hit and then Tottenham scored in the second half early, and I was like, "Uh oh, I might have, I might have screwed something up." Though, but I got to ask you this, because um, obviously, like with the live golf and all that stuff, it's funded by the like uh, blood money, or I guess well, that's what they call it, all type of stuff. What yeah. what was the perception like in Newcastle when Newcastle got bought out by their shareholders? Like, what was it? Were they pissed like they are with the who, what's the United one? Um, Whatever, whatever the, they're called. Yeah. Yeah, the Glazers at Manchester were, United. Were they were they like the, the people of Newcastle mad about that? Or where what was where were they standing on that? It's a it's a real awkward one, Johnny. A, there's nothing we can do about it for a start where supporters we have no say in it. Um the club had been absolutely starved of success for well, forever, for our lifetime and my dad's lifetime. We've been really mistreated financially by the previous owner. Yeah. Um so there was a huge reaction, a, a joyous reaction. You see the videos, people down at the the ground, the, the takeover was a massive thing. But it didn't mean that people weren't also having the conversation. Like Megan, but we've talked about it before. Um, the the owners have come in and done really positive things here, but it doesn't mean you can't. You have to ignore what's been going on back home. And it's a really complicated thing. Like I say, we don't get a choice in it. Um, I think you can separate the sport from the ownership, and every sports fan would like our local rivals call us say they wouldn't go. They call us murderous bastards and stuff like that. If it was their club, they would hundred percent be going. And we would 100% be calling them murderous bastards because that's how it works. And it just so happens it's happened to us. Do you know what I mean? Am I looking forward to the Newcastle winning everything for the rest of my natural life? Yes. Does it mean I have to be in love with the, comp- with the regime? Then no. But 
like I say, it's, it's a little bit above my pay grade. You can have the concerns, you can bring it up. There was a protest at the game last week. Newcastle supporters held a little protest outside. There was banners and stuff like that before they went into the match, but they're still raising awareness like Johnny. Yeah. To be that- fair, there was only about four of them. <laughs> don't, don't say <laughs> that, don't, don't spoil the fucking story. You're winning. At the it's end of the day, I mean, it is crazy. Them. I don't know what the odds were preseason for Newcastle to be in the top four, which is what they're in right now, but it yeah. had to be like really good. Like those odds had to be crazy because you always have like the United to new new uh, manager, all that type of stuff. But Newcastle, they I'm pretty sure in the preseason rankings that people had them like six to eight, right? They weren't like top four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We, what's happened is we've arrived early. We've arrived probably two years early. We were always going to get there. It's just about impossible not to get there with the backing that we've got. But we've arrived a couple of years early. We might not even stay there. We might still finish seventh. Um, but they played so well at the minute. They've got a little gap and. It's just, it's been an absolute pleasure. And it changes, it, not just, again, we try not to make this too Newcastle-centric, but it changes your whole life in terms of going out for a pint on a Saturday with the lads. We, we've fallen out that habit because no one wanted to go to the football. Now you wake up on a Saturday morning, the what your WhatsApp's going at nine o'clock. What time are we going out? Where are we meeting? I love Every, Everyone wants to be in the pub at 10 o'clock in the morning. Where in the past it was like, oh, well, I'll meet you 10 minutes before kickoff. We'll go to the game. Then we'll go straight home. Um. So yeah, it's changed. It's changed. My dad's my dad's a happier man, you know. He, it it just changes the community. Um, so for all the conversations you have to have about it, it's great for the region. It's great for us. And, and this is like the last a- thing I have to ask. So obviously, like I said, we're not going to jinx anything. But what would it be like for a Champions League match in Newcastle? Would that just like would the, I don't know how the ticket sales work and stuff like that? Would it be impossible for guys like you to get a ticket to that game? Like, how hard would that be? It would be, it's already a thing now because we've got a 52,000 seat stadium, which is pretty much sold out and it's sold out with season tickets. I've got a season ticket. I'm one of the lucky ones. And if you have a season ticket, you are eligible to get first dibs on your Champions League ticket. So I'll be able to get into every Champions League game. If you don't, you're going to struggle. You either have to have a friend who's got one who can donate it to you or something like that. Um, wow. I mean, Newcastle, Newcastle were a Champions League team sort of 95 through to 98, 99. We beat Barcelona up here, 3-2. Famous night that was uh, Tino Ospilla Hattrick. So we've had Champions League nights. We've had European success before. Um, and it's, it is, while there's no better place to be on a Saturday or on a Wednesday night than Newcastle on a match day. Like The, the ground is in the city centre. It's unique. Um, you roll out the pub, it's seven minutes before kickoff and be in your seat. You don't have to get the bus, the train. It's wow. not on an industrial estate two miles out of the city. So it's a really unique place. And when teams play in Newcastle, they all come and stay for the weekend because they know they're going to have a great time. It's a social time. There's never any trouble in the pubs and the clubs. It's really friendly, friendly city, friendly place. So, um, yeah. yeah, nothing but positive times ahead, Johnny. But if yeah. you're asking me, Johnny, if you come across for a Champions League game, you can have my ticket too. Don't worry about <laughs> and, that. Uh, okay, let's go in. I wanted to go into the World Cup because obviously I, this is, I'm not just taking Rams of the host and stuff like that, but I got to talk about this watching the England game and watching some of like the preliminary matches and stuff like that. Mason Mount is terrible. That dude is <laughs> – Mason Mount fucking stinks. I don't know why that dude is a starter on that club. He is terrible. He's terrible for Chelsea. He's, te- I mean, he's horrible, right? Am I the only one that thinks that? That's all I see on Twitter. He's, he's one of the ones I wouldn't have started in that lineup. I don't think there was too many surprises in the England lineup today. Um, and Mason Mount being there didn't surprise me, but he is one. I, I, I just don't think he's in brilliant form for Chelsea these days. Um, 
personally, I'd, I'd have Foden in there ahead of uh, Mount, I would think. Foden? I, I quite like there. him, you know. I am. I played him in DFS today. I quite like him. He might be out of form, but I do think I do think he's a very good player. Um, right, we need to get going. We need to get moving on. Um, we're going to get on to Wednesday's games. Uh, we'll talk about today's action first, the rift, bit of England chat. So uh, all the lines we're going to give you come from our headline sponsor at WinBet, which is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing you the excitement of Win Las Vegas. Happy hour every week. Um, win bet happy hour is Thursday 5 till 6 Eastern time uh, marquee games of the week we've got better odds meaning you get a larger payout opportunity there's loads of promos um, parlays live in game odds stuff like that head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win bets available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So to touch on today's action first up then, obviously England stuffed Iran 6-2. Um, I was miles away on that one. Every, we kind of thought England was going to win, but I had that down as a kind of a cagey affair. I thought it was going to be hard work for England. I thought it was going to be low scoring. I thought they might pick up a 1-0 win late on. Couldn't have got that more wrong at all. Um, credit to England. I think they played with a handbrake off. The young players did really well. Uh, Jude Bellingham is going to be an absolute machine. He's oh. going to look great in uh, the black and white stripes in Newcastle for the next 15 years. Um, <laughs> I don't think the injury to the Iranian goalkeeper helped much. Um, not that it made a massive difference, but he was a, he kind of is a, a big part of them. Um, that's my excuse for saying I fancied Iran anyway. Um, I don't actually think Iran are that bad, although that was a bad example today because we've since watched Wales and USA and I think they're both terrible as well. So I wouldn't be ruling Iran out um, just yet but um, Baz obviously from an England point of view pretty much a perfect start apart from a, a daft penalty at the end Yeah absolutely um, I agree with you about the keeper I mean when you looked at how much they were trying to get him to play on despite the fact he didn't know what day of the week it was they clearly <laughs> didn't fancy the reserve keeper at all did they the reserve keeper was keen as anything They got four goalies in the squad Yeah yeah, but they, they didn't want to make the change did they and I mean I mean, he couldn't even walk off the pitch on his own feet, which shows you how, how you know, bad he must have been. Um, yeah, the, the effect of he yeah, reattached got, his head and tried yeah, to send him back out there. You, you did feel like the floodgates were, were going to open. We, we just controlled it really well, didn't we? And, and didn't really get out the first gear, did they? they? You know, as you say, they did play with a handbrake off, but, um, you know, it wasn't full throttle. There were times where we did really slow the pace down a little bit and, Knocking around, but uh, yeah, a really, really comfortable win, which, as you say, it doesn't always happen these early games in the World Cup. But, uh, also, but I've got a bit, bit of a bone to pick with you, Baz. You, you picked some, uh, you picked some winners, but kept them secret from me and everybody else until after the game. I mean, what's the situation there? Is this a, no, you a team I, I, player? Or what? I put plenty of winners out in the, uh, you know, in the, <laughs> in the preview. I did say England uh, scoring both halves, so it was one I fancied, and in the Discord channel before the game the day. Said England would get goals, fancied two and up, um, and and took the goals in both halves. But uh, yeah, I mean, my best bet today, I did go Harry Kane to score. Anytime. That's unfortunate. Like, Tell me if it's England six goals and Kane doesn't get one. And, and what was frustrating was two minutes into the game, Harry Maguire gets absolutely wrestled to the floor in the penalty area. And you think, here we go, Kane penalty. And they just didn't even bother looking at it. 
Uh, and then they give a soft one at the other end right at the end, didn't they? But uh, anyway, can't complain too much. I had uh, plenty of bits of, of, of England today. And uh, as I say, good good day overall. Yeah, you did all right. Um, Johnny England, what's the sort of perception of England? Because we think, I think rightly so, everyone thinks that we're kind of arrogant knobheads, mainly because we're arrogant knobheads. But it's as, do people sort of overseas just generally want England to lose its stuff? I think... I- Put it into perspective. Like, I think the way we over here view England is how baseball fans view the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Entitled, and they think they're going to win every single, like, tournament they play in and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, like, the perception that I could get. But going into the game, I had Harry Maguire to score by a header, plus 2,200, and he hits the crossbar. That – Harry Maguire actually didn't look bad today. I will say that he was pretty. Yeah, class, he, he was pretty class today. But Ju- but Bellingham, or I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. He is yeah. all class. I mean, yeah. I hate to say it. I think he's going to go to Liverpool. I think that's like. I think Liverpool like that's. I follow. A lot of, I don't know if you do. You guys know Anfield Agenda, the Liverpool. No. Uh, like they cover Liverpool on TikTok and we stuff do, like if that. If anything to do with Liverpool, Johnny, I will yeah. avert my eyes from. They do a really yes, good job yeah. of it. And apparently, like, I don't know. I, apparently, that's the one guy that all the Liverpool fans want to get. What's the perception, though, in England with that? Like, who's the club that's at the top of the, t- like, the top of the odds to get Bellingham? I think Liverpool seem to be talked about the most when they're doing it, but there's going to be a lot of clubs interested in them. And, and not necessarily just in the Premier League. Um, I mean, Liverpool need to cement the top four place, don't they? If they want to make a claim for them, I would think. Uh, and at the moment, they're struggling a bit with that. They suck. They. Yeah, if, they, so, if they're yeah, not in the Champions League, Bellingham's not going to go there. Fact, he needs to play Champions League football. And all of a sudden, that's now crowded. You've now got kind of seven teams competing for four spots there. Um, uh, so, yeah, Manchester City have got all the money. Uh, Liverpool need to sort out what they're doing with their ownership. Um, and then you've got, obviously got the constant presence of Real Madrid and Barcelona, if they can sort their money out and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, Netherlands, Senegal. See, at this point, I was starting to panic a little bit because we had losers in Qatar. I say we, me, um, in Qatar, Ecuador, and then the England game hadn't gone where I'd wanted it to. And I actually, we, everyone, the whole network, it seemed, the whole sports gambling podcast network, the Discord channel, everybody was on over um, one and a half Dutch goals in this. And they started okay, made a couple of chances, and then the game turned into what I thought the rest of the tournament would look like. It was slow, it was cagey, it was fragmented. There was a lot of injuries. Um, the players looked, they were all cramping. And I just thought, uh, and I was starting to worry then. I thought, I'm, I'm going to be up against it. I was going to, I, I, I feared that I was going to be in a hole after three games. Then all of a sudden, the boy Gakpo scores ahead of my kid, Bob, who's 11, big FIFA player. So before the game, I said, Bob, who do I need out of this? So I know you've been high on Bergwijn, Baz. He said, Gakpo's a better bet. Um, so I took a tape off an 11-year-old kid, got him to score any time at 11 to 4, um, plus 375. And then in the 98th minute, um, we, get the, uh, we get the second goal, Davy Klassen, um, Everton, ex-Everton player, scored and cashed everybody's. The Discord channel went up audibly. Um, and it was such a relief. My balance went from nearly having to reload to pay, it'll pay for another four or five days of terrible picks now. Um, and we needed that. And I think sometimes you just need something to 
to go your way, to build a little bit of momentum. That, when, when I look back when I'm a millionaire, that 98-minute goal, it'll be very important, Buzz. And where did they find 98, you know, eight minutes of stoppage time in that game? That, I mean, All day to day, stoppage time. Oh, yeah. there, was, I mean, there was 10 yeah. minutes in USA tonight. There was 14 yeah, I mean, in the first game. Off, the, yeah. the first half of the England game, you, you've seen why, because the keeper was on his, on his backside for 14 minutes himself. But then, where the England game got 10 minutes in the second half, I've no idea. I think we then had eight minutes in the Netherlands game and then nine minutes in Wales, USA. And all three of those games, you're thinking, hey, where's that come from? So it's something to keep an eye on that because if you're on things like yellow cards and bookings and goals, yeah. suddenly you're getting an extra five minutes every game that you weren't expecting and it, and it can twist things a little bit. You know, you can, you know, late in a game, you can easily pick up an extra couple of cards or corners and things like that. So definitely worth keeping an eye out to see if that's a bit of a trend because it, it seems to be so far. I thought the uh, Dutch were quite disappointing. Senegal probably played a little bit better without ever looking like scoring. Um, and the Dutch kind of got away with it a little bit today. So slightly disappointing, maybe they can get better. I think Senegal performed exactly um, like we thought they were. If Sadio um, Mane is playing in that game, the Netherlands loses that game. Like, if you it's, think it's, about it's, this, it's, yeah. All the chances that Senegal had, Sadio Mane buries a lot of those chances. There was a lot of like off-footed balls that Senegal had that they missed the net or just terrible, like terrible execution on balls. I genuinely do think if Sadio Mane is playing in that game, that's at least the draw. That I mean, game. they've made the Netherlands keep on making a few good saves, haven't they? And and I don't think Netherlands had a shot on target until the 85th minute. Yeah. Um, so, so I think Senegal definitely come out feeling hard done by with that result. But when yeah, that they, first they looked... day, we, we were all needing the two two Netherlands goals today. When that first one went in, you sort of thinking, right, here we go. Um, Senegal are going to go for this. We'll catch them on the break. And and for the first, for the next sort of 10 minutes, it just didn't happen. Senegal just didn't seem to care about trying to equalise. It, it was a bit strange. And then, as you say, in 98th minute, they did you know, pop up at the other end and it, it all, all we, we were in the, in the discord chat, we kind of faded Mendy as well. The, um, the keeper for Senegal and he was really at fault for both goals. Like he, he was nowhere near getting that cross. And then the second one, A, it was going wide and B, he just patted it back into the path of, uh, of David class and he was slotted. So absolutely over the moon with that one. I thought Netherlands looked dodgy at the back. So that means something to bear in mind for, for games. Delict look really uh, big and slow and clumsy. Um, Virgil van Dijk's just not the player he was. Like he's a he's a bit of a shell of what we've seen. So uh, maybe um, fading Netherlands to concede a goal or two. Good result that for Ecuador. Uh, good result for our pick on Ecuador to get out of the group as well. Uh, so yeah, happy with that. Uh, Fine tonight, USA v Wales. We've kind of touched on it. Wales were absolutely cack in the first half. This looked like it was like watching Aston Villa v Everton. I thought, like, uh, in Wales, whatever. Um, the USA showed a bit more. They ran around a bit more. They kicked people. Um, got a goal, decent goal. And then they kind of stopped. In, in a game where two teams are so kind of evenly matched and not very good, it's impossible to dominate the whole game. They weren't going to dominate the whole game. Wales turned it round, gained momentum. You could see the goal coming. You called it, Johnny. You bet on it. You tweeted it out. You could see that goal coming. Like, um, And when you've got a player like Gareth Bale, he won the penalty. He then took the penalty. So we landed both teams to score. I took the draw as well at plus two to one. Uh, so absolutely delighted. I landed two correct scores in a row. I had um, the Dutch to win 2-0 and that one to finish one also. Two correct scores in a row. But um, 
Johnny, how, how do you feel about the USC? I mean, are they, are they big rivals or is it just, just no, a thing? No, it's not really a rivalry. I mean, they played a game here um, in, I think it was World Cup. Yeah, World Cup qualifying, Canada-US, and I, we and we won 2 nothing. I should have went to that game because that looked like the craziest football atmosphere in Canada. And because obviously we haven't been in the World Cup in God knows how long, right? 20, uh, 50, I don't even know how many years it's been. It's been a long ass time. Um, the vibes here are crazy, man. I've never seen like every single store you go into, the Canada jerseys are all gone. Everyone's buying Canada jerseys, everyone's watching these games. Um, it's not really a big rivalry between USA. I, I don't think USA is that good, to be honest. Canada is way better than them. I think I I could be biased with that. I don't think I, I, I obviously think Canada's better, but um, yeah, there's not really a rivalry. But USA looked like shit in the second half, and I think that's how they're gonna look. Um, majority of the 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 the, the round. I, I I I don't think I don't think what they did in the first half is gonna reflect what they do for the rest of the world cup i think that was just fire out of a cannon obviously the adrenaline's there of them being there i i don't think they're going to replicate that for the remainder of the world cup and they face england on thursday i believe is that correct friday 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 they are going to get waxed it might <laughs> it, it, they might they might lose by four i england looked so taught like they looked so good today and i know it's iran and stuff like that but you look at that lineup when you have like Foden coming off of the bench on your world on your team in the in the like in international play, you got a good lineup. I think I think there's a lot of value to be had with these England futures. I, and there's a future that I was going to tweet out for them to advance to the semifinals. I think it was plus two something, and I wouldn't hate that as well. That that's another good one. I don't know if you guys have had that already. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of industry from USA today, but that's pretty much um, all they had. It, um, Barca, we, we absolutely handicapped the bollocks off this, really. We, we nailed it any which way uh, you look at it. And it was, um, it was good to, to finish the deal on a winner. Um, yeah. Having got away with it in the Netherlands game, we absolutely pinned this one, I think. Yeah, I mean, we both, both tipped up both teams to score as our main bet, didn't we? We thought it would be, you know, I think I'd said in the preview for these ones, I think it was one of them where neither team would want to lose. Um, and we really struggled to split them, didn't we? And, and I think the, the game played out exactly as we thought it would. And yeah, good to finish off with another winner. Both teams to score. We were both on there. Um, and that one was definitely less popular in the Discord channel than the Netherlands go uh, later on. But uh, yeah, with the Discord being full of the Americans, weren't yeah. on that one with us. We were celebrating our both teams to score. we <laughs> <laughs> making friends. Um, okay, we're going to handicap by Wednesday's games. Uh, momentarily do we want to do our lifestyle section Buzz? uh johnny we've got a very popular <laughs> between me and buzz what we call our lifestyle section here um which basically involves us talking about what we've had for tea or what you would call dinner so firstly johnny have you had your dinner yet no it's uh it's 529 here i haven't ate yet oh, uh, i think i'm just gonna go classic italian style man just pasta just make just get the carbs in me that's what i'm gonna do i haven't ate yet today so that's what i might have to do Ho- homemade what yeah yeah homemade we got that italian stuff my grand my nonna made like this is a thai tradition where they make sauce every year i don't know if there's many yeah. italians in england um so we just have buckets and buckets of italian <laughs> sauce here so we just be ha- I, I just be having that so it's pasta and sauce for Johnny. I um, I've been trying to. We've been talking about trying to eat healthy, so I don't put on 
25 kilos over the course of the World Cup just sitting and doing nothing. And I'll be honest, Baz, I failed the day. Um, I smashed a packet of ginger nuts quite early on uh, in the England v Iran game. Um, Netherlands v Senegal, during that game, I roasted a parsnip. So do, do, you have, do you have parsnips in Canada, Johnny? Is that a thing? Oh, I think so. That might just be a uh, slang word that you guys use that I don't know what it is. But if I saw it, I'll be able to. Yeah, uh, it's like a root, root vegetable about so big. Parsnip. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just Google parsnips? Yeah, I just Googled it. I just Googled it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, so I've also Martin, that- you love my cooking efforts today. I've been uh, I've been single parenting today. Helen's away. Oh, nice. Um, she's she's headed off to visit the family for a for a funeral. Um, so I'm left single parenting. I left myself a bit short of time. What with football work, everything. All of a sudden, the kids were turning up from school, uh, asking what was for dinner, and I planned nothing. So we had a right mix. We had um, a panini um, with some f- chips or well, fries, as we'd call them over there, and a bit of cauliflower cheese on the side. Oh, okay. You normally have cauliflower cheese with a panini and fries, would you? That is probably dad cooking that, like. Left, leftovers from yesterday's Sunday dinner, and the kids yeah. do love a cauliflower cheese. So asked them if they wanted that on the side, and on it went. So, yeah, a bit of a, a rushed effort tonight for, for dinner for the kids, but uh, thankfully. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, and there ends the um, lifestyle section of the World Cup Gambling Podcast, uh, ever popular. Um, Thanksgiving free roll. Um, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If you like Super Bowl squares, you're going to love what we've got for the DJs on Thanksgiving, which is this Thursday, I think. Um, play Action Pools have set us up with the Football Bingo Contest for Thursday's slate. Uh, really easy to join, free to play in the SGPN app. Um, once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on the screen. We often have a game of bingo at Barry's Super Bowl party every year. And whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card to see if you've got that player if you do, check the box. And if you get a bingo, you win $100 cash and $100 SGPN gift card. I do not know I'm going to cope on Thursday with uh, Thanksgiving, um, NFL, and all this World Cup stuff. Yeah. Um, it's going to be pretty intense, like, so. Um, right, okay. Football, Wednesday's games, we will get to now. We're going to start with a 10 a.m., which is, we're going to get this time right, 5 o'clock in the morning, I think, yes, 5 a.m. Yes, it is 5 a.m. Yeah. It's a nightmare because I'm not going to watch it, obviously, and I won't be able to see Messi tomorrow at 5 a.m. because I'm not, I'm, not, uh, yeah. I'm not waking you- up to watch Messi score seven goals against Saudi Arabia. I, I just, that you can't get me out of bed for that. I won't be doing can you it. Not re- can you not record it, Johnny, and watch it as see, live? Everyone ruins it for me. I'll just watch the highlights. I'll just watch the highlights. I'll watch oh, the highlights. Okay. Uh, fair enough. So Morocco are three to one um, tomorrow out on Wednesday morning for this one. The draw is at nine to four uh, plus two twenty five, and Croatia are the even money favourite, a price of plus one hundred. Um, Morocco, we'll start with. This is the second consecutive tournament qualified for the World Cup last time. Uh, picked up one point in Russia. Uh, they've been in decent form. Although it's in a weak qualifying um, group. Actually, we've said the last couple of nights, Baz, that there's not been many comparisons in terms of form, like an African team playing a South American team or a European team. And on the commentary today, uh, I can't remember who it was, made a really good point that it's kind of COVID-related. So you could play your qualifiers, but not many people have been travelling outside, so you didn't get a chance to, to play these games. Um, 
So again, there's not much recent form to go on for Morocco. Uh, they were decent in the African Cup of Nations, lost to Egypt on penalties. But it's really hard to evaluate. There's no form with regards to trends on both teams to score over under two and a half. I think when they have struggled, it's been on the road. So that's a little bit of a, a worry for me here. They've got five or six players in this squad, you know, who are playing at top level. Um, you've got Hakimi, um, Roman Saiz, we've seen in the Premier League, uh, Ziyech, Masraoui, is it uh, Bayern Munich? Um, they've got a player who plays for QPR called Elias Chair, who I absolutely love. He's a really good player. If you remember Adel Tarapt, who played for QPR a little while ago, a real mercurial talent. Elias Chair has got a little bit of him about him, so I hope he gets a game. Um, Croatia, obviously finalists last time, were beaten by France uh, in the 2018 final. Have won five in a row. Uh, they qualified really easy. Um, They've won away in France. They've won away in Denmark. Again, no strong patterns with um, both teams to score over under two and a half. This, sometimes it's really, really easy. And Croatia are a better team than Morocco. Considerably, I would have said. And you're getting a price of even money. Um, I faded the African sides all the way through. Got a decent result today, fading Senegal. I'll need to see something different from one of these African teams before I am... Um, before I change my mind. So Croatia are even money. Um, one of the bets of the tournament so far for me. They're just a considerably better team. Uh, that's it. So that's my pick. Uh, dead straightforward, Barry. Yes. Um, well, I mean, you've pretty much, you know, it's happened before. You've pretty much gone through my notes there. Um, as you say, Morocco did qualify well. Um, I think, you know, scored 20, conceded one. But as you say, really, really Poor teams that they're up against, you know, a group that you would definitely expect them to, to win well in. Um, and see, Croatia have got good good recent form. I think they've only lost one of the last 15. And I've went for exactly the same thing. And if just keep it simple, Croatia to win, uh, you know, it, it, it evens or above. I think I'd seen you know, slightly above evens. It might, it might, have, might have come in a little bit. Um, but I just think... You know, they're in good form, Croatia. I think they'll make their experience count. Let's remember they made the, the final last time round. Um, and half of that that side that made that final are, are back again this time round. Uh, and I think they'll make the experience account against against Morocco. And uh, I agree with you. It's a, it's a good good bet. Just keep it simple. Take Croatia to beat Morocco here. OK, so we've got two for uh, Croatia. Johnny, is it a team ride or have you gone off the wall? I, I don't want to mush it, so I'm going to switch ways here. I'm going to go, I think I think Croatia wins to nil. I will say that. I'm nice. going to go both teams to score no. OK, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like Croatia, though. I like Modric, I like Vlasic, um, per- Perisic on Tottenham. He is incredible. I really like him. Uh, I'm not that... Morocco doesn't really fly off of... Like stand out to me on paper. Um, I know, I know they have the guy from PSG. What's his name? Hakimi. They have Hakimi yeah. and stuff like that. I, I don't think Morocco is that good. And if you guys saw my future, I'm betting on them to finish at the bottom of the table. I think Canada's a better team than they are. Uh, Canada has faced way better teams, obviously coming up through Concaf and stuff like that, than Morocco has faced. Uh, I think they're going to finish in fourth. I think Canada's third, second. I, I, I'm betting on them to qualify. Obviously, I bet with my heart for Canada. But um, yeah, I, I don't think Morocco is that good, and I think it's gonna. I think Croatia wins to nil. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. We've been uh, my system so far. I've been kind of uh, picking my um, my correct score and then reverse engineering my bet towards that. I've got Croatia two nothing tomorrow. Obviously, that worked out well today, having two correct scores on the screen. So I've got Croatia two nothing, um, which yeah, so that fits in the framework for all three of us to 
to win on that one. Second up is a 1pm, which is 8am Eastern uh, kickoff time between Germany and Japan. Germany are 9-20, to 20, minus 222 favourites. The draw is 100-30, to 30, uh, plus 333. Japan are plus 650, 13-2, 6.5-1. to one. Barry leads us off Germany v Japan. Yeah, so um, Germany's been in, in poor form recently. Um, you know, didn't do particularly well in the Nations League, finishing third behind Italy and Hungary in the same group as England. So they did finish above England in that one. Um, they've still only lost one of the last 17 under Hansi Flick. Um, Japan qualified well from from their group, but, but very much as you would expect in the group they were involved in. Um, you know, they, they, I think they finished second behind Saudi Arabia. So, although they qualified well, they were well ahead of third place. They, they, they couldn't get ahead of Saudi Arabia. They had losses to Saudi Arabia. They lost to Oman, drew with Vietnam. Um, you know, the other teams in the group, I, I think China, I can't remember off the top of my head who the, uh, the other ones were, Saudi Arabia, China, um, Australia was the other one. Um, yeah, that's right. So it was a, gr- a group you'd expect them to get through. They've got through, um, but with with a few dodgy results in there. I know you'd said you you think this Japan side could be quite exciting, interesting, have a you know. I just I don't see it. I don't think they're like the Japan of old, where you, you could guarantee they'd come out and have a go and, and make it fun, make it exciting. Um, I, I just think Germany will have a bit too much for them here. Um, so I have gone with Germany, um, and I'm going with Germany in the handicaps. So Germany to win by two or more, uh, six to five. I think that would be around minus one fifty. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Barry's still uh, plus, learning plus these American odds, Johnny. Oh, um, twenty, um, surely. What yeah. for? Six to five plus one. Six to five plus one twenty. Oh, sorry, I've yeah. got. I have got my odds converter right in front of me here because uh, as much as I'm I'm not bad at it um, on the uh, MLB gambling podcast, I still every now and again. So if I put, look, six to five in there, tells you there, look, decimal 2.2, money line plus 120, implied probability 45.45%. So I've got it all at the touch of a button. Um, so before we, before we move on to uh, yeah, point out as well, Japan lost to Canada last week. I know we'll come to Canada soon. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know how much we read into those friendlies last week. I never watched any of them or, um, you know, what sort of teams got put out. But, yeah, Canada did beat um, Japan 2-1 last week, didn't they? Okay, so Japan on the... uh, Germany on the handicap then for Baz. Johnny, Germany, Japan? I think I'm going to go halftime, full-time Germany, which is... uh, Let me see the odds here. I just pulled it up, actually. Um, Halftime, full... It's plus 120 for halftime, full-time. Which is I don't know what that yeah like I said I don't know what it would be. You can do it six to five okay yeah six to five I think it, I think Germany is just going to dominate this entire game I don't think that that German side is incredible I think they're a sleeper also I wouldn't call obviously it's, they're not a sleeper they're a good club um, I think they have a good chance of winning the tournament as well uh, yeah that's just that's just the bet you you just don't even think about you just put it in um, Germany in the World Cup six to five whatever you guys call it. Um, I think I think they dominate the first half and then kind of not park the bus second half, but play a little bit slower in the second half against Japan. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind Japan. I think they've got a little bit of potential. Obviously, the Germans, you know what you're getting. They went out in the group stage last time, but that's very much an outlier. Um, in the four World Cups before that, their worst finish was third place. Um, 
the one of the key stats for me here with Germany, they've only kept one clean sheet in the last eight, and that was in that kickabout last week against Oman, which basically means next to nothing. Um, Japan, like Bass says, finished second behind Saudi. A real mixed bag of scores in friendlies. Beat America, drew with Ecuador, lost to Canada. So a little bit of everything. The hard to figure out. And they've got some really good squad depth. They've got a lot of players who are in good form um, for a lot of decent sides all around Europe. Um, I think they can score tomorrow. So I'm going to take both teams to score here at a price of um, 9 to 10, uh, which is a price of minus 111. Yes. Um, I'll take I, I both teams that. to score. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think Japan, Japan will, and they will have a go as well. Um, they're not going to be shy. They won't die wondering. So, um, yeah, let's get Japan on the score sheet. Uh, the 4 p.m. kickoff, 11 a.m. Eastern time, is Spain versus Costa Rica. Spain are 1 to 7, uh, minus 700. Um, 13 to 2 on the draw, plus 650. Costa Rica, 20 to 1. Uh, fancy price, Johnny, come on. Are you making a case for Costa Rica? I'm not making a case for Costa Rica. <laughs> no. I actually, I have a crazy play here that I actually kind of like. Uh, I don't know if the same odds here. I'm going to bet Murata, former Juve guy, to score yeah. two plus, two or more goals plus 400. We're going to get... Oh, nice. I think this game is going to be an absolute dog walking. I think Spain, I have a future on them to win the World Cup at plus 800. I think they're... I think they're a great club. I love Gavi. I love everyone on that club, um, on that team. Sorry, and uh, I think Murata scored two or more at plus four hundred. Why not? I mean, why I, have some fun in this game because it doesn't make any sense to take any side or the total because who, you don't know if Costa Rica is going to score. So might as well just take uh, Murata two or more plus four hundred. Okay, I like that. We, we we need something a bit different here. Uh, Baz, what you got? Um, I've I've went a little bit different as well, and it's it's not one with huge confidence. Just a bit of a I, I struggle to know which way to go. I just I, I agree, Spain should be comfortable favourites in this, as they, as they rightfully are. Um, but I'm struggling to back them in the handicap or, or total goals or anything like that because I think the prices are just a bit too short. It's got a history of being very wasteful in front of goal. And particularly Maratta, as it happens. Um, <laughs> you know, not trying to mush you better Maratta. You know, you can see him him, him scoring tomorrow, no, no doubt. Um, but they have got a history of of struggling to put sides to bed. Um, you know, Costa Rica. I've got Kayla Navas in goal, who, who could help keep it a, a bit tighter. Um, but that's it. I think Spain will dominate possession. You know, if you look at all of Spain's games, it's sort of 65, 70%, sometimes up to 75% possessions in all of these games. So they'll dominate the ball. Will they take all of their chances? I don't know, but they'll certainly frustrate Costa Rica. And for that reason, I've went with yellow cards and I've went for Costa Rica for over 2.5 cards in the game. Okay. Um, it's at evens. Um, and as I say, I, I just struggle to back Spain goals, handicap with any confidence, not because I don't think it'll happen, just because I, I could see them possibly having a little bit of a slow start uh, to the tournament. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm going with the cards. I mean, I've looked at the cards so far. It's been a little bit hit and miss. A um, couple of games where there's been plenty uh, and a couple where, where it's a bit lower, but we've had 17 so far in four games. So we're averaging four cards a game nearly. Stranger, there's been more cards in the first half of games and the has in the second half um, in these first four games. I thought particularly in the um, USA-Wales games today, there was I think it was four in the first half. Yeah. And then he seemed to lose his cards in the second half. He, di- he didn't 
didn't seem to carry on. But I mean, he did. You know, they finished on six cards. Um, but there are a lot of cards, um, and it will be interesting to see if that carries on. This, the the thing with the first half cards for me is making me think: are, are they keen to set their stall out early on in games and and sometimes potentially make a rod for their own back? So Costa Rica might make one early, get get in the book early, and then you know, as I say, they're they're going to be chasing chasing Spain all game long. On there's potential for a for a few yellows for me. Okay, so yeah, uh, a little bit uh, evens. Costa Rica over two point five cards. Yeah, plus one hundred on that one. There. Um, yeah, Spain are doing everything that you'd expect them to do. They, they lost in Sweden in qualifying, but they did enough. They were okay again in the Nations League. Uh, no patterns really jumping out, even against the weaker teams. I was looking for form lines against the weaker European teams, um, just to try and draw a comparison here with Costa Rica. Uh, Costa Rica. Pua finished fourth in CONCACAF, which isn't the strongest section. Um, beat New Zealand in the playoff. The recent form is okay. Uh, a 2-2 draw with Ni- uh, with South Korea. And they've uh, got a 2-0 win over Nigeria in there as well. Costa Rica have scored in eight of the last nine games. Um, I thought this could be similar to England v Iran today. England obviously battered them. Iran managed two goals. Um, I think Costa Rica could score a goal tomorrow. Uh, on Wednesday, sorry. Spain did concede last week in a little kick around against Jordan. Uh, so a little bit of previous. So I'm going to take both teams to score. Uh, plus Team 75 here. Obviously, we're expecting Spain to score, well, what, three, four, five? Who knows? Um, but I think Costa Rica would get one. Spain could even make changes, take their eye off the ball late doors. A little bit like happened with England today. You might get a horrible penalty decision, something like that. So um, I think Costa Rica are good for a goal. Uh, both teams to score. Plus 275 at 74. Finally, the main event, the biggest game of the World Cup so far, uh, is a seven o'clock kickoff, um, three p.m. Eastern time, two, two. p.m. Eastern time. Yes, oh, nearly, nearly got through the whole show without popping <laughs> that up. Uh, yeah. Belgium against Canada. We have Belgium at a price of uh, one to two minus two hundred. The draw is at one hundred to thirty plus three thirty-three. Canada are eleven to two, five and a half to one. Yeah, uh, plus five fifty. Um, we're going to let you lead this off, Johnny. What I'd just say about Canada first is that your manager has the same accent as me and Barry. Have you noticed this? He's a yeah, he's electric. He's a northeasterner. He's electric. He is absolutely electric. I. It just you. It, it goes to show you how good of a manager he is, man. I mean, this team was absolutely ass forever. No one in Canada ever really cared about Canada. I didn't give a shit about their football team. I really didn't care at all. And you start having this kind of, I guess you can call it like a golden generation of players coming up, man. I mean, you have uh, Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies, who is incredible. Um, Tejon Buchanan, Kyle Lahren. I mean, these are all guys that are like young in their prime that are going to be playing for Canada for a very long period of time. Um, I think this team is very undervalued, man. I really do. And I, I'm not going to be, I'm not biased with it. I genuinely, I'm looking at this roster. I'm looking at how they played in the qualifying and all this stuff like that. They were underdogs to a lot of these teams. Um, I think they're very undervalued and plus a hundred for them to finish in last in the group is crazy. I mean, that is just crazy disrespectful. I think they're a better, I think they're a better team than Morocco, um, which is, I guess, I don't really know if that's really saying that much. Uh, as for this game, we know what Belgium is, right? I mean, they're, that team is, I mean, you got De Bruyne. They are nasty. They're, I think they were, were they ranked one in the world for a very long period of time, right? 
they had this golden generation, yeah, where they were always ranked one, but then could never quite get it done. They couldn't get they couldn't get a, a trophy won. But yeah, they, they were ranked one uh, for quite a long time going back. Well, not even that long, really, two, three, four years, maybe. Yeah, and, and I mean, you got you got Hazard, Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, who I think sucks, but whatever. That's just another thing. I have their keeper to actually win the uh, Golden Gloves. Courtois, okay. yeah. uh, he is insane. I mean, what he did in the Champions League last year for Real Madrid, he you, you can make the argument he won the Champions League for them himself. Uh, I think I, I'm leaning under in this game. I really am. That's Canada's like pace and like the style of game that they do play. Uh, same with kind of Belgium, to be honest. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning under, but I'm going to go with my heart here, and I'm going to take Canada or draw. Canada or draw, plus 150. Um, okay, I, think, I like that. I think it's going to be a slow a slow-paced game, like kind of that USA-Wales game today, a couple chances. But, like, I'm looking at, like, I mean, they're going to be relying a lot on Lukaku, who has been... He's not playing. He's, he's not out. playing. Oh, he's no, out. He's, Sorry, he's, I keep forgetting his, ha- his hamstring, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. fairly certain he's, he's guaranteed to miss the Canada game, potentially the second game also. Okay, that's, an, uh, that's one guy that's known to score goals that's not going to be playing for them, right? Like, I mean, I think the under... This is my brain is telling me the under... But my heart is going to tell me Canada or draw. I think that makes the most sense. I think Canada is going to shock the world. And I'm looking at uh, the odds here. Canada's plus 300 to qualify. Plus 300 to qualify. Is that a crazy bet to make? Maybe you guys talk me out of it. I mean, looking at it's, this group, is that a crazy bet to make? It's not a crazy bet to make. Obviously, the key game is Morocco. And like you, you've made a fairly solid case that Canada are better than Morocco. Um, at that point, they then have to pick up a point off uh, one of the other teams in that group. So they have to pick up a point um, off. It's that first game, isn't it? Croatia. Yeah. Um, and yeah, why not? If, they, if Croatia or Belgium. And that's not a massive stretch at all uh, to think that they could they could pick up a point. So no, I mean, if that's if Plus, you know, I haven't seen Canada play. I've looked at the stats. I've got some little bits about them. I know uh, Alfonso Davis and Jonathan David, but... You're in a better position, um, and if you think uh, they can do it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk you about that at all. I love uh, John. John. I love Jonathan David, man. He is, and I, I'm going to tell you something. There is a player on Canada that the world doesn't know about yet, and I compare him to kind of an Alfonso Davies type of guy. Is Tejon Buchanan? Watch out for this dude, man. I mean, he's playing. He led the MLS last year in scoring, I think, or he won. There was like a. Like he won a major award in the MLS last year, transferred to uh, Club Brugge, and he's playing in the Champions League for them. He's a young kid. He's fast. He's physical. I think he's really good as well. So I think Tejon Buchanan is going to put the world on notice this World Cup, man. I think he's special. I think he's really just, special. Just showing everyone my notes there, Johnny. I've got about four lines of notes on Canada, uh, and the bit that I've underlined is the words Tejon Buchanan. Yes. Uh, so, yes, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um I um I think kind of can, can go well here. Belgium, you know what you're going to get. Um, they are okay. They uh, finished third last time out. They qualified fairly easily over Wales and Czechia. Um, in the Nations League, they were kind of held at arm's length by Netherlands, which just tells me that they're just a little bit below top class. Um, both teams have scored in ten of their last twelve games. Belgium. Um, and the defence is getting old. Like those boys at the back uh, are getting a little bit old. So 
I think a young, quick, aggressive Canadian team with all the players that Johnny's mentioned, the reasons Johnny's just given. Um, I've got two bets here. Um, both teams to score is at a price of four to five. This is my favourite here, um, four to five, minus 120. And I do like the over two and a half as well. Um, at four to six, a price of, well, I've got minus 138. Um, I was looking for the cards market, but I couldn't find it earlier on because I quite like the bet Baz gave out before for Costa Rica. But for Canada, they are quite aggressive. Um, Canada aren't going to be any uh, wallflowers in this tomorrow. They're going to come out and get stuck right into um, Belgium. So even sort of first half cards like we've seen the trend. But yeah, my main pick's going to be both teams to score. But I like the overs and I'll be having a little play on the cards as well. And I'll just mention, like I say, the manager, John Herdman. Um, I don't know if you've heard him, but he's from Concert. Uh, which is about 12 miles that way. So he's got exactly the same accent uh, as me and Baz. Well, I was in Vegas recently and every football or soccer broadcast I watched, it's all the, is it the law that you have to have someone with our accent on there, Johnny? Like, well, it I, didn't matter who it was. <laughs> Go on. I will say this. Peter Drury, and you, someone clipped this. I want, I want to put this out there. Peter Drury is the best commentator in the world, in sports, in anything. I don't. He can commentate ballet, and I'll watch Peter Drury commentate. <laughs> this dude has the voice of a fucking angel. Peter Drury is the greatest to ever do it. He's the greatest there ever will be, and I would die for that man. I, I like. <laughs> is that the same? Do you guys have that same perception? Do you guys know how lucky you are? to have Peter Drury in England. I mean, this guy is must-watch television. I will watch fucking, uh, what's it called, Rexham FC if this dude is commentating this fucking league. I love Peter Drury. Is, are you guys are the same? You guys like all, you guys also love him in England? Is he loved like he is here? I've no, never really held Peter Drury in such high regard here. Personally, I've never really thought about it, to be honest with you. I must yeah, he's, I think he's, he's not... All commentators, oh, sorry, 99% of commentators just get panned off everybody, don't they? Whether it's MLB, NFL, whoever's in the booth, it's a thankless task. And especially the co-commentator or the, the colour guy, as you would say. They always just get panned. Um, we have a couple. Clive Tilsey was on tonight. He was brilliant. And Peter Jury is one. I think Peter Jury does a commentary on FIFA uh, on Xbox. So I hear his voice all the time let when I'm read, playing with let Bob. Let me like, read some po- This is where I kind of was like, all right, Peter Jury is one of the greatest poets of this time when Ronaldo made his return to Manchester United. It is Ronaldo, Manchester United. The theater is living its dream. Madeira, Manchester, Madrid, Turn, and Manchester again. Reeved in red, restored to this great gallery of a game, a walking work of art, vintage, beyond valuation, beyond forgery or imitation. 18 years since that trembling teenager of touch and T's first tiptoed onto this historic stage. Now it is in his immaculate maturity. CR7 return, reunited. This There's no other commentator speaking like this, right? He, there, he, missed the words, he missed the words sex offender out of it. But apart from yeah. that, Johnny, it was really good. Like, uh, no, I know what you mean. He's the goat. I, I like I, I, Every highlight I watch, and it's Peter Drury commenting, it just makes it substantially better. Is he... Do so? Does he do local broadcast? Like, does he does he do Newcastle games every once in a while, or is it just? Is he just like do national? Yeah, so it'll be. I don't know. We works for them, and it BBC, ITV, or, or Sky, NBC. or the. But yeah, there'll be like Champions League broadcast. So yeah, we you'll be you'll be able to hear him do a game in this country most weekends. Like, but it's it, it, he won't be attached to. To, to a club so much. The, that's kind of an American thing where a, a commentator is attached to a club 
um, we have kind of these four or five people that they put on pedestals, uh, old, always old white guys in the field. Do you guys, do you guys also years. think Gary Neville's a bitch? I, I hate Gary Neville. I think he's the worst to ever do it. Do you guys like Gary Neville? I quite like him, Johnny. Sorry. I don't mind him. I don't mind him. I'm I just looking at I, him. I'm listen. I'm Italian. I shouldn't be a Ronaldo guy, but this dude, you don't speak like that about your old teammates. You've been in the locker room with a guy like that. You don't speak about guys like that. I mean, I, I'm not a Gary Neville guy. I'm not a Gary Neville guy. I never will be. I just think he's just a coward. Where do you guys? I mean, what was the news like there when Piers Morgan intro, in, interviewed Ronaldo? What did you I'm guys? I'm not think a Ronaldo guy. I'm not a Ronaldo guy at all. Really? Nah, not for me. Not not. It's just it's just not the right time. Like. I, just a couple of days before you're doing off to the World Cup and just dropped everybody in. I don't, I just didn't like it. Do you, so you don't appreciate um, the greatness that he is, though. Like he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, talking about you know talking about what what he did last week with that interview. I just thought was, was petty. I think it's different for us in terms of Ronaldo, Johnny. Is that for a large part of his career he made us miserable? That was his job, <laughs> and it worked. So therefore, you just don't like him. And we said this at the top of episode one, is that we don't like any other teams. We don't like any other players. We're just, that cynical sports. You come on the MLB show, and if I mention you, you're any other fact baseball player, you just say, fuck that guy, fuck the Yankees, whoever it is. And that's us. That's what we feel. So you you must kind of get that partisan behavior. Yeah, I just, at some point, you just got to appreciate Greg. I mean, he is, if you watch his highlight tapes, man, he is, he's he's world class. I mean, obviously, he's world class. I just, we maybe don't understand that in Canada and North America. We just kind of appreciate the greatness that he is, right? Like, that's probably what it is here. I mean, here's, here's one for you the weekend. I told Malcolm about this the other day. I was I was away for the weekend down in Birmingham with uh, my, my other half. And we walked into a bar. It must have been 11.30 at night with the missus. Walks past a group, four lads at a table. He says, yeah, excuse me, can I stop you a second? I was like, what's going on here? And he just went... Messi or Ronaldo. <laughs> that was it. Never met these kids in my life. Just walked in a bar, <laughs> wrong at 11.30, out of the blue. Can I just stop there? Messi or Ronaldo. Where do you stand on that? Messi, obviously, it's obviously you, Messi. You're a Messi guy? I think Messi, yeah, yeah I think Messi has more talent. So I, I answered Messi within about 10 seconds and then spent about 10 minutes telling them about the World Cup Gambling Podcast. Yay, well done, Drive, sign up, follow well on Twitter, done. everything. Well done. Um, I'll give you guys a free bet tomorrow also. Messi to score and Argentina to win minus one twenty. How does that lose? How does that lose? How does Messi score and, and Argentina not win? It's Messi to score, Argentina win minus one twenty. You guys can't parlay that stuff though, right? A bit the same, is it? Yeah, yeah. We should be able to yeah, get on that. We can get that. That's a bit like England scoring six and Harry Kane not getting one of them today. Though it's one that, of those. That was crazy. That one of those anomalies, wasn't it? That didn't make um, any sense. Did we? Did we get your pick, Baz, on Belgium, Canada? Uh, no, we didn't. I'll quickly. Uh, I mean, I had very similar to what you were saying. I'd also wrote down Alfonso Davis and Jonathan David. I think we all had the two names. <laughs> I think um, read the know, same articles. The, uh, <laughs> I think Canada could be a, quite a fun team to watch this this tournament. It could be a bit of a surprise. Um, and, and I'd also pick up similar to you. Belgium do concede goals. They've got that age and defence now. Um, so I can see Canada getting getting something, whether it's a goal or, or whatever. I do. Th- I sort of had Belgium winning it, but I don't think Canada will make it easy. But I looked at exactly the same two bets as you, Mal. I'm, I'm between the overs and the both teams to score. Um, and I was leaning towards the overs. So I'll, I'll take the over 2.5 on the off chance that Belgium do 
find it a bit easier than we're, than we're all expecting. But uh, realistically, I'm, I'm, I was thinking along the lines of a, a two-one Belgium win. Um, I oh. think Canada will definitely score, and I think it'll be a fun game. I, I, I fancy Canada to, to have a go um, and potentially make things difficult for Belgium. Yeah, we'll be yeah, we'll be with you in spirit, John. We'll be cheering Canada on from purely a sporting point <laughs> I mean, of view. You know, um, with both teams to score, we can we can all cheer for Canada, can't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, before we uh, crack on, Johnny, if you um, I saw you tweeted out um, a half dozen or so futures earlier on. Is there anything you want to share with us? I mean, you've mentioned a few as we as we've gone on tonight, but um, give us one or two of your, your choicest cuts. Yeah, I think uh, I think another team that I don't know if you guys have talked about this team yet that's really undervalued is Serbia. Um, mm-hmm. I think obviously I'm a Juventus fan, so I'm a little bit biased. Uh, Dujan Vla- Vlahovic, yes, uh, he is he's special, man. That te- I think them to qualify a plus one ten is not a crazy bet either. Um, like I think that team is also like a, a team that's undervalued, just like Canada that has a lot of young guys that are that are world-class footballers like Dujan Vlahovic. And I think they could sneak three points, four points out of that, out of that uh, table. So I have them against Switzerland's a big one, isn't it? In that one. Yes. I think that game versus Switzerland is going to dictate who advances. That's not a crazy take to have, but I do think they can beat Switzerland. Um, I have, so I have Serbia to qualify plus plus one ten, Poland to qualify minus one ten. I think, I think they win tomorrow, by the way, um, on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Tunisia to finish bottom of the group plus 110 another one that's not really that crazy of a bet Morocco bottom of the group plus 120 uh Spain to win the win the tournament plus 800 and Golden Glove Courtois plus 500 I think the Courtois one is the one that should be bet by all of you guys I think that is if Belgium does what they have to do and they advance and he can like especially in facing decent teams like Canada and Croatia I think he puts himself in a good place to win the Golden Gloves um, facing two de- two high scoring teams like that, right? Um, I-, I really love that Courtois bet. Yeah, I wouldn't put you off that at all. You mentioned a couple of that we've we've been quite high on. We we both picked Poland last night. I'm I'm really fading Mexico, so I've got Poland. Uh, we've got the wall chart up here. We have Serbia advancing out with a group um, over Switzerland. So yeah, that's that was another good pick as well, Johnny. Um, what you were. Uh, do you want to watch the game tomorrow? What does everyone go out with? The pub's going to be full, or are you are you a solo watcher? Uh, I'm more of a solo watcher, uh, but I, I, I think because the game's at 2 o'clock, right, a lot of c- people are still at work and stuff like that, so I might go over to my buddy's uh, owner's box, which is another gambling company, or not a gambling company, they're kind of like fantasy sports. Uh, I might go and watch it there with all those guys while they're working. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for it, man. I mean, obviously, I'm so used to Italy being in the World Cup where I've never had to root for Canada because I obviously I'm Italian first before I'm Canadian, in my opinion. Um, it sucks. Italy's not, it's just embarrassing to be honest with you, but yeah, it's crazy. I, if I would have told you guys three years ago that Canada would be in the world cup and Italy wouldn't, you would have slapped yeah. me in the face. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That would have been just, just 5,000. Yeah. It just, that would never happen. So yeah, well, we'll be watching it there, but what was it like, was it crazy today watching the England game? Like was everyone at the pub uh, around me, you guys? It, it was a Monday lunchtime. So I sat here by myself. I think Baz, you were working, weren't you? Working from home. Yeah, I was, the I kids, was from home. Yeah. My, the big kid had it on at school. They let her watch it 
Um, the little kid, Bob, didn't. They, um, they didn't let them watch it. He was furious about that when he came in. So, yeah, was, yeah, my, was, my youngest daughter was told last week they'd be able to watch it. And then uh, the headmaster pulled the plug at the last minute and said, no, What? Can't do this. I hope so they should have smashed the place right up. I would call them home. They wouldn't have to show up to school. I mean, this only happens once every four years. You gotta, you gotta watch it. I mean, if it's a semi-final quarterfinal, I mean, it was was the first game against Iran. To be fair, it's not. Yeah. So is that is that USA game going to be big for you guys? Like, is that going to be heavily watched down there? Like, the pub's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's Friday, perfect Friday, timing as well. Perfect. It's uh, Friday night, seven o'clock. So All yeah, right. everyone, everyone right. will be out on that. And them. when we get off this call, I will be ordering a Colin Wilson jersey. Just, just yes. so you guys know, I will be ordering a Colin Wilson jersey, and I will be, uh, I will be getting it when the mags go marching in. Right? Is that is that is that the chant? <laughs> yeah. That's good enough for me, Johnny. I love it. Well done, um, Baz. Anything you want to add before we crack on? No, I think uh, I think I'm good. All right, fellas. I think he's good. Right. Well, thank you very much, Johnny. Appreciate it. Um, what's your Twitter handle, Johnny? And just plug some of the stuff that you do before you go. Uh, Johnny Junta, G-I- Johnny and then G-I-U-N-T-A with two A's at the end. So that's Johnny Junta, Gate 14, Blue Jays podcast, official official podcast, man of all trades. Uh, but yeah, it's a pleasure. To, it's Thank you guys for having me on this. Obviously, I'm excited for the World Cup. I mean, I've just been sitting at home all day watching it. So that's what we've been doing. So I'm excited to see uh, see wh- where our predictions go. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we'll get yeah, it And uh should they progress? I'm sure we'll get you back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're our first ever guest, Johnny. If, if first ever guest. So if, if plus 300 cashes, we're laughing. Qualify. Uh, brilliant. Uh, cheers, Baz. Thanks, Johnny. Um, you know by now where to find us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com um, and uh, the SGPN app. And just keep downloading, liking, reviewing, subscribing. We've had loads of good feedback. Really appreciate it. Uh, big thanks to Johnny, our first guest, um, thanks, Baz. Look forward to it. Uh, we'll be back at the same time tomorrow. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.